Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. It's time to talk about 49ers draft plan. Alex, what plan are they going to have, and how are they going to attack this draft? We know they want to get valuable players. Hopefully it's quality over quantity. Uh, hopefully it's quality over quantity, and how aggressive are the 49ers going to be? Are they going to be TCC on fan-controlled lock draft yeah. aggressive? Are they going to be... Let us hope not. Are they going to be 49ers <laughs> war room with the two of us aggressive? Or somewhere between. Uh, I'm, I'm liking the, the war room angle there. I'm not going to lie. I think you're biased. Let, let's gear more towards war room and what we want and less what the TCC. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think either way, aggressiveness is the key. The TCC was aggressive. But we were aggressive as well in war room. That's what you want to do. You want to be able to grab the players that you want. And it is about quality over quantity. The foreigners don't have a lot of spots on their 90-man roster. You don't want to draft players that are going to play for other teams. The 49ers draft plan should consist of going up and getting the players that you want to get. So I would suggest that they be really aggressive at 61. Uh, look, I, I would agree with you on that. You want to be aggressive at 61. You want to go grab those play. You want to get players that you want at 61. But ideally, you want to come up above 61 and, and grab the guy that you want. And I think that's the key. I think that's the first thing the 49ers need to do. Um, you can be a little patient in terms of letting some things play out early in that in that second round and seeing players who goes where what's available you know what the board is starting to trend like but you want to get out in front of the trend you don't want to let some names and some players or some positions start rolling off the board um, and then lose out on a possibility or lose out on a guy or if a trend starts to go you know teams may go after another player fearing that the trend may end and another run on players or another position may happen so you want to get out in front get out in front of said trend uh, move up from 61 let's go get some pieces and if there's a way for you to be able to hold on to pick 61 and, and still potentially move up, then explore that option because it would be nice to be able to keep two picks, right? Two picks in the top 60. That would be incredible. Yeah, I think a lot of it's going to depend on who slides, right? True. I mean, if one of these big-time edge rushers slides 
uh, potentially you want to go strike on one of them. Or if Christian Watson starts to slide, or maybe even a nickel or safety. Uh, if Jalen Petrie gets closer to 50 or, or closer to 61, you might go in that route. Or even a Jaquan Brisker. I don't expect Brisker to make it very far out of the first round. But if he did, the 49ers would be tempted to go up and get him. Arnold Abichetti, David uh, David Ajabu, all the names you've heard a lot on this channel would definitely be targets for the 49ers. And I do think they value edge rusher and wide receiver in this draft, an impact player. So moving up into the top 50 picks to get one of those guys would make a lot of sense for San Francisco. It makes a ton of sense, and it's something that they definitely should do. I think both of those positions are two of the positions early in this draft that you need to hit on because, yes, you can get some wide receivers later who have some value and can do some things. I 100% agree, but you don't have the level of impact with said players. At the top of this board here in the first round, you have guys that have size and speed. They do two things. They have two skill sets that are that are fairly elite. The later you get into this draft, you have guys who have one skill set. Maybe they have the speed. Uh, maybe they have some height, but they don't necessarily have the build and the body control to go up and play the way you want them to play in space with said size or to have the speed that this type of speed that goes along with what you have at the top end of this draft. So it's just something to keep an eye on, something to watch. Edge, you were 100% correct. Going early is the only time that it really makes sense unless you think there's a guy you can sneak and stash onto your practice squad later in the draft. So that is definitely a possibility. Um, and look, I think you have a couple positions early, uh, and nickel corner is definitely one of them, but I still think there's going to be options available at 105, so maybe if you're targeting a guy like Marcus Jones, um, maybe you can't get a guy like that, but you might be able to come up from that 105 compensatory pick a few spots, you know, come up into the 80s potentially, and get yourself a guy like Damari Mathis, who I know you have very high, very, very high, and he still could go even earlier than that. Marcus Jones could go earlier than that, but right now, usually sitting in that 80 to 90 range is where they're going. Yeah, potentially 105 could be an area where maybe there's not a player you're super high on. At 105, that would be the time I would say that's the first time the Niners could really consider moving back. This is the last pick of the third round, but you can move into the early fourth round, potentially get more draft capital because it's all about drafting in those top 150 picks. That's where the value is. So moving back 10 spots, picking up another pick that you could eventually package to move around uh, and take 172 into the top 150, I think is something the 49ers should go after and try to do. Uh, there's going to be a lot of enticing players there at 105. I know that there's the tight end, James Mitchell, that I really like. Kate Auden is another guy that everyone likes. But you're right, if DeMar Ma Demari Mathis is there and I wasn't able to hit nickel corner, I'm locking up DeMari Mathis. That's my pick. I don't think twice about it. Um, it's one of those guys I think he's going to be an impact player in the league. And I'm one of the few that thinks that. So I'm going to go ahead and, and hang out on my limb. But I do think that's an area where you can see the 49ers trade back. John Lynch mentioned trading back. I think the trade backs are not so much to compile picks, but to create more draft capital to be able to maneuver yourself in the intermediate part of the route because or intermediate part of the draft, um, because it is a very deep draft in that inter, intermediate to middle part of the draft. So you want to pick up good players there. And I think that's one way to do it. Look, there's a lot of, once you get to that 150 range, right? There's a lot of guys who are across the board could go at any point in time. They got some skill sets and things like that, but it's, there's depth. There's depth across the board in a lot of positions. And there's a lot of names that are going to be available and the Niners can do things with. Um, trading back at some point to acquire capital to make sure you can keep yourself in the top 150 as much as possible where you're selecting your guys is important. Um, you know, 220, 221, 262, these guys are most likely not making the roster. Um, it doesn't make sense to hold on to those picks if you can only afford to maybe select or draft, you know, five to seven guys is what it feels like the Niners could do. They could realistically bring in seven guys and be able to hold on to those seven. You can't hold on to those seven, Ant, if, if you're picking at 220, 221, and 262, unless you get the steal of the draft, right? Unless you hit that home run on that guy. 
Um, and you know what? You may be able to do that. Or, you know, you could just come up a little bit earlier, trade back, maybe, like you said, around that 105 area. Um, maybe you get to 93 and there was a run on guys and you don't you don't like what you see. The guy that you wanted isn't there. Maybe you trade back, load up on some picks, and then, you know, prepare to move up, be even more aggressive, and assert yourself and get the guys that you want uh, at, the, at the back end of the 90s, or not the back end of the 90s, excuse me, but the back end of the 110s, maybe the 120s as well, coming up a little bit before 134. Yeah, I think so. And you're right. 220, 221, and 262. The 49ers don't want to make those selections. You you don't have those players aren't going to be playing on your roster. They're going to be playing on someone else's or on your practice squad. So either you're going to use them as draft capital in this in this draft, or you're going to potentially use them to get draft picks in future drafts. And if you do that, you're going to be picking up sixth and seventh round picks in future drafts. You already have eleven draft picks in 2023. Uh the capital you're going to get from that is not going to be enticing enough. So it's important to use those picks couple them with picks ahead of them to move up and strategically select players you want. It's all about getting certain guys and you want to get guys that are in that middle rounds with elite traits and elite ability. Uh, and I would love for them to get Lindstrom in the fourth round. I think Lindstrom would be a nice guy to get. Uh, they do need to make sure they ensure themselves in case Alex Mack doesn't come back this year or potentially come back in the in the year after if he does come back this year. So I think that they do have some strategic moves they need to make, but there's a lot of impact players they can get in those areas. You're not wrong. Um, and I like, uh, I like a lot of options. I like a lot of players. I like a lot of things, but I think the thing the Niners need to do is make sure that as often as you can, you go best player available on your board, right? Go, go, go add strengths to strengths. If that's what the best option is at this point in time, and, and that's the guy that you have rated high at that point, um, build, build your strengths, right? By being stronger at that spot. The Niners have shown they will consistently draft guys and positions a year early to prepare for the potential eventual leaving of said players. Do that again this year. This is a time where you have questions at the linebacker room going into the future. You do have questions at the safety room in terms of your future there. You have questions at the offensive tackle uh, in terms of what Michael Glinchy is going to look like and what your options are going to be, as well as the guard position in terms of longevity with Daniel Brunskill being on a one-year deal as well. So if you can add strengths to strengths, add best player available at certain points of the draft, even if you maybe already went after a guy that you think there's some potential for, we've talked about this in the wide receiver room, right? You and I have both mentioned before, you, you'd like to walk away out of this draft with two of these talented wideouts, even though there's a plethora of wide receivers currently on the roster. It's not the end of the world to get BPA. Um, it's not the end of the world for the 49ers to go after guys that are high on their board at certain spots, even if the tendency here and the thought process is, hey, but this interior old lineman here, you know, we need some, we need some depth there. Hey, tackle is kind of something there's some question marks about. If you have a guy at a skill position or another slot that you're thinking is very high, even linebacker uh, before one of those spots, and there's some guys later that you like at the same position, uh, just just get the best available guy that you think you can mold and, and turn into something for this franchise in the future. Yeah, because you know what I've never heard a coach say? Oh, we got enough good guys. I've never heard him say that. If you got a good player, you want to get even a better player or another player that is at that equal level. Uh, you want to just continue to stack your roster. That's what John Lynch is trying to do. And Kyle Shanahan's going to want him to continue to do that. You want to add play playmakers to your offense. So you're right. Wide receiver would definitely be an option. And if they could walk away with two guys, especially if one of those guys is a deep threat, that would be very nice. Uh, I think they did address it a little bit, bringing back Jawan Jennings, signing Ray Ray McLeod. But there's definitely the big elephant in the room with Debo Samuel potentially being traded. And also with the fact you don't right now have a guy to stretch the field. Sure. You need to address those situations. Um, I think they're sitting in a nice spot with Debo. Debo can say what he wants, but ultimately what happens in, in day one of the draft is going to dictate what happens with you know this team. And if Debo gets moved, uh, the foreigners are going to be in a, in a big spot looking for wide receivers because they are going to have to replace his potential uh, you know earnings and development and everything that he does. Uh, 
it's going to be bad. I just don't even want to think about it. I know the TCC traded him, but man, that hurt deep. That hurt me and cut me deep. It cut deep, dude. Yeah. It, it cut me deep, too. I couldn't believe I thought it was going to be a no, and uh, uh, it was a big fat yes from the TCC. But yeah. look, I, I get it. There's there's feelings one way or the other on this, and maybe people are just trying to coax themselves into it, Ant, because they're trying to prevent them for, you know, prepare themselves for the eventual heartbreak that will be Debo not <laughs> being in San Francisco. So they, they wanted to get it out of the way in the fan controlled mock draft. Look, we didn't do it in ours. It's not happening. I don't think that's something the Niners are going to actually do, which would leave the leave the options on the table for a couple of wide receivers. Um, them not going crazy, going three or four in the trap, but going a couple of wideouts to, to potentially just add depth to the room. I definitely want them to address address tight end. So will the 49ers draft day strategy be going after tight end? God, I hope so, because there is a lot of names, whether it's your boy James Mitchell out of Virginia Tech, uh, whether it's Kate Otten, who I'm a big fan of, that was a, a gem and a star player for me on, on my list when I was looking at Ant, or whether it's someone like Chingo Okonkwo out of Maryland, who has a lot of different skill sets and versatility. Yes, he's not the, the talent that the, the first two gentlemen I named is, but if you miss out on those guys early, someone reaches early, you don't get one. someone like that. Okonkwo can come in later in this draft and be a, a very much a gadget type player as some people like to say in the 49ers offense and label people and put negative connotations to it and uh, Debo Samuel was a gadget type player who was nothing close to a gadget type player did incredible things yeah I mean maybe a, a Conquo could be a wide end oh uh, I, I think he does have a lot of flexibility to be able to play a bunch of different roles uh, versatility is the name of the game and that's what Kyle Shanahan likes to do um, sorry I, I'm sorry I got your attention with wide end uh, your, your mind went somewhere it shouldn't have but anyways, uh, a is an interesting player because he can run the fly sweeps, but at 6'2", over 240 pounds, he's a nice big body. So the 49ers could definitely use him. There's a lot of a lot of versatility in this draft, and I think that's another area where the 49ers can strike is tight end. You're right. A speedy, big-bodied, wide end end. There you go. There it is. Yeah. There it is. I, I figured since you know, we're, we're, we're dealing with bad names like wide back, we might as well add wide end to the bad name. It doesn't get, doesn't get, doesn't get better. I don't know if he can get better than wide end end. Maybe. Uh, some people would say that's fat. Yeah. With a PH or P totally a PH. Okay. Not a PhD, but just a PH. Yeah. Just a PH for the TCC. Uh look, cutback crew though. What do you think the 49ers draft strategy is going to be? Do you want them to be uber aggressive like you? Deal Debo, deal Jimmy Garoppolo, get some players, get some picks, uh, go crazy. It's getting to the first round. Or are you gonna settle in a little bit closer to what we're thinking here in terms of moving up and which would be day two moves up, targeting specific players, uh, getting yourself 20 picks closer. Uh, maybe 30 picks if it's the right guy at the right spot, uh, but not anything super crazy. Just being aggressive, going up, and getting as many guys in the top 150 as possible. We want to hear from you, so make sure you're commenting down below. Yeah, and what do you think the 49ers draft plan is going to be? Let us know exactly what, what you think they're going to do. Not just what you're going to do, but what they're going to do. There. I think that's what's going to be something important to watch, but Thursday is going to be interesting. Let's see what happens. And then, of course, Friday, you're going to be with us for the draft party, hopefully, and we'll be celebrating as the 49ers make their picks could they move up? Could we be talking about that big-time draft trade uh, potentially? And so you're going to want to be at Back Alley Brew House in Gall, California with us to celebrate. 4 to 8 p.m. Make sure you're there. If you have not made plans, if you're trying to figure out how you're going to watch the draft, don't, don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Just join us. Either join us at Back Alley, join us here on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you, you follow us on social media. All of those options are at your disposal, TCC. We can't wait to hear from you. We cannot wait for this draft. and We cannot wait for analysis of said picks. All of it is going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. We still got a little bit of time. So until that time, until the next one, stay safe. Remember the right way is, is always the 49ers way. Did you miss 49ers War Room? It was absolutely spectacular. Our guests did an amazing job. They did. They did do an amazing job. And I would say shame on you. But luckily, 
you can go back and watch it immediately after this and you should definitely do so so make sure you come back to the list and enters war room you don't want to miss 49ers war room it's the best thing going today You stuck around all the way to this point. Well, I, I hope, I hope by this point you've at least liked and subscribed if you haven't already. And there's some, some cards over there, Ant, too, with some yeah. other high quality videos they can check out. Yeah, click one of the click one of the links and watch one of the videos. It's gonna be great. We'll see you there.